Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have an amazing guest, one of my favorites. Oh, we have Emmy winner, Jack Nimoy. He is a producer, writer, director, voice director, voice actor, and actor. Let's welcome Jack Nimoy to the show. Jack, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm exhausted hearing uh, after you read that long list of what I am and who I the work I've done, I'm exhausted. I feel like I've just lived a whole career. <laughs> yeah, well, you do so many amazing things in our audience. We have a treat. He He's in some of the most incredible um, shows ever in animation, anime. So I'm so excited. And three, he's no, Jeff, you've been nominated for three Emmy Awards in four years, winning once for your comedic work as writer, producer, right. voiceover director for NFL Films presents on ESPN and Fox. But before we get to that, <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to know where you're recording live with me today on Filmatics from. I'm in my apartment right here in Studio City, California, a little suburb of Los Angeles, not a suburb, just part of the city. And uh, I've been in lockdown since uh, for about a year now and uh, looking forward to summer. <laughs> being vaccinated. Yeah, I think we're all getting zapped, zapped, zapped. And speaking of zap, one of my friends is getting all kind of awards with his uh, a short film called Zap. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. And he's got so many awards. I think he's got like up to 30 awards now. But um, the, I want to ask Jeff. So uh, before we even ask, um, everyone's going to say, oh, is he, is he, is he, is he related to Spock? Uh, can you tell us real quickly? <laughs> the story yeah, 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 yeah. Leonard, Leonard Nimoy, uh, the late Leonard Nimoy, uh, was my cousin. He was a second cousin once removed. And if you want to read all about my, uh, my long relationship with Leonard, I wrote an article that is out there on the internet, you know, just, it's on Medium, I think. Uh, and it's called uh, The Other Nimoy, These Are the Voyages of a Second Cousin Once Removed. And uh, it, it's a really popular article. It's not hard to find. Just Google Jeff Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy. It'll come up. Oh, great. And so, Jeff, um, I wanted to ask you, since you do so many, like, cartoons, and uh, was there a favorite <laughs> film growing up as a child that you just loved? Oh, yeah. Star Wars changed my life. It was a life-changing event for 12-year-old Jeff Nimoy. I mean, I had never had a visceral you know, reaction to a film before. So it was really incredible. I saw it 13 times in the movie theater alone. And uh, that's in the days where you Thir could sit, Lucky you know. 13, you saw it 13 times. That's a lot of time to see Star Wars. But... It's a lot. It's a lot. You didn't have to pay for it 13 times back then. You could just sit, you know, for as long as you wanted. They'd never kick you out of a movie back then. Um, and then, you know, I bought like uh, the behind the scenes making of and uh, I just really, it really started my uh, addiction to film, if you would, being a film addict. And who's your favorite character in the Star Wars uh, trilogy? Oh, I think Han Solo, for sure, you know. <laughs> yeah. Han, uh, that sort of anti-hero, I've always sort of <laughs> related to that kind of a character. Han Solo, what a fun character, right? Uh, and Harrison yeah, Ford hey. is just the lines in the movie. You know, from Chewbacca to C-3PO. And and those those characters were like, those are so fun. The robot, the little skinny robot, and then the short robot. 
And then the way well, they you know, from a from a screenwriting standpoint, it's uh, it's really the droid story. It's uh, not Luke's story or anything. The first movie I'm talking about is told from the perspective of the droids. You know, starting right from the the main, you know, title. The story follows them. So it's really interesting. It, it, you know, that's why it's still popular today, forty something years later. It's just a masterpiece. I just so cute the way they were, you know, like you're a kid. How could I mean, just, you know, it's a kid's paradise watching that and the say and the so the sabers and my friend he's a director Ezekiel Martinez. He'll never let me live this down because I didn't know the color of the lightsabers and goes what color are they and I said pink so he he will not let me let me live that down. Yeah. So yeah, thank you very much. I <laughs> you don't have to learn every little nuance to be a Star Wars fan. You don't have to be a crazy geek like some of us. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. So um, so as you're listening, he's like, ask her what color the lightsabers are. She won't know. <laughs> so and, and and leading on. So after you watch Star Wars thirteen times, was there a like a criterion film that inspired your career path or just just inspired you so much watching it because i when i watch those films i cry going oh my god they're so beautiful how they do that well, I'll, I'll tell you i got very lucky growing up in brooklyn new york uh in the 70s when we had a lot of independent channels and those channels showed a lot of old movies uh what we considered old movies then, now they're classics. But, um, uh, you know, Chaplin City Lights, for instance, is a Criterion movie. Uh, it's probably the greatest ending to any movie. I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it out there, but see it, you know. It's uh, just a tremendous movie, and the ending just leaves me in tears, like you were just saying, you know. I'm just a puddle at the end of City Lights every time. Um, but but that's what when you said that when you said you know crying at the end uh, that's what reminded me of that in terms of criteria. But other Criterion movies that really I loved and the directors that made these movies really influenced me. Um, Chaplin, which I've already mentioned, but um, Kazan with On the Waterfront. Oh, uh, what an incredible yeah. film! Really, really amazing. And I read Kazan's book on directing and. Uh, I've sort of uh, used some of the things I learned from him in terms of uh, not really setting your shots in stone until you get to the location and feel the actual sense of the location like your actors are going to, in some of our cases where the actor and director. Um, another great Criterion film, Do the Right Thing, is in my opinion a masterpiece, Spike Lee. Uh, Lumet with uh, 12 Angry Men, Lumet is my style is probably closest to Lumet of any of the filmmakers I've studied. And I think if you are a filmmaker, you've got to study them all. Anyone with a, a real big body of work, you have to study. I've studied all these people, including another Criterion film, Seven Samurai Kurosawa. I've studied all of his work. You know, you, you have to watch a lot of film if you want to be a filmmaker. You have to be a film addict, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the fun is you, you just seeing these incredible shots. I remember like when I, I, I'm just a indie indie filmmaker girl, but I was like my I was doing my Stanley Kubrick shot is what I call the Stanley Kubrick yeah. shot when you push in slowly on the people yeah. and it was a big reveal because it was an alien film 
and the people don't believe there's an alien and they're playing this game of like cards but we did i we picked scrabble and the alien they're like push in there and they see the alien and it's like the three guys sitting there and you push on them because they like the alien appears and they're so stunned because they're just like old backward like people that just would never believe it but i was so excited go this is my stanley kubrick shot this is my stanley kubrick shot <laughs> from a clockwork <laughs> orange you know and then of course the you know the kids run out and open the gate and the dog runs out and you're like i gotta go get the dog before the wolves get him or the coyotes <laughs> so um yeah independent filmmaking oh it's it's a rough it's a rough yeah. one but so so you I, uh... yeah you studied all these great filmmakers wow incredible well, I think you just have to. It's one of these things, especially as a writer. I mean, you have to, just as a director as well, you have to sort of like, if you want to make a film, for instance, I made Famish, right? And, uh, uh, you know, I had movies I watched that I wanted to sort of uh, bring bring up the feeling of those films in some way you know what i mean like i wanted to bring the spirit of those films to mine and i had the cinematographer watch them and uh you know i had all the actors watch it as well i mean this is the style i was going for you know and um those films they're not criterion films all of them but it's a wonderful life uh which you know, I've seen a trillion times Christmas time, you know, and um, Up in the Air, a great Jason Reitman film starring George Clooney, uh, Arthur, the 80s classic starring Dudley Moore. Oh, and, yes, uh, Arthur, yeah, that was the best ever. That's sort of, that's sort of been my style, uh, a, very, a very commercial style and a very funny style of filmmaking and storytelling but done around about really serious issues like in that movie they were you know uh, serious issues were um alcoholism and cancer and uh abandonment by family you know all of these things you know so that that's sort of the um what i was going for for famous i'm talking about really heavy um topics but i'm doing it in a very commercial fun romantic comedy way so that's for the audience listening so Famous is kind of like almost famous, but it's shortened to famous, which is really catchy. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's about it's about a washed up voice director who <laughs> rediscovers his fame at an anime convention. Oh um, yeah, an and, anime is so huge. Been, and I've been to plenty of anime conventions, believe me. So it's pretty authentic looking. Oh, it's gonna be so exciting when everyone can get back to the comic cons and the anime conventions and to the theaters. Oh, everyone's gonna have a good time, and then they're gonna be like, uh, "Stand back, or don't stand so close to me." Everyone's probably singing that song. <laughs> don't stand so close to me. <laughs> Did you get vaccinated? Oh my gosh, don't cough. So, so, um, so you talked real briefly about your favorite, some of your directors, and is there? favorite film shot that you'd like to share with us because it's you know one of my favorite things if you know if you come on yeah. the show is like can you talk about directing and your favorite uh, directing uh, shots <laughs> yeah my favorite my, my favorite shot has got to be the uh um the famous copa scene it's the long tracking shot in goodfellas directed by martin scorsese where it starts out on the street on the sidewalk um and he just parks the car Ray Liotta it's their first date and he just parks the car and uh she said you're leaving the car door open like that because don't worry no one's gonna steal this car and they go you know downstairs 
you know, through the back entrance, you know, the side entrance, the service entrance, and they go through the kitchen and all the way up through the main floor, and they get a table set up for themselves right in front of the stage while uh, Bobby Vinton is singing and just gives them a wink as they're being seated, right? And you think about all the art direction and motion and things that have to be set and ready to go for that one long maybe two minute tracking shot maybe it's not even that long but still you've got to have all those actors all the extras all the art direction all the costume all working in tandem simultaneously the collaboration is unparalleled in that one shot that the audience just sees go by and they go oh that was cute you know but from a filmmaking standpoint you know what's going on there the the coordination that's going on that everyone hits their mark at the right time in one long tracking shot it's it's amazing i, I wonder how many takes it took that i wonder if they got it in one take because if you're in the kitchen you hit hit the, the bus yeah. or the chef I, really, or... I really don't know the, the history behind it i should look it up but i'll tell you in famous i tried to do a sort of a ode to that and i i did a tracking shot and it was really successful but in editing i just had to cut it because it really is in the end it didn't serve the story mm. it was just me it was just me wanting to you know give a little honor to scorsese but it, it i had to cut it because you know what you were vain and you were vanish <laughs> I was, I was famous. And it wasn't, wasn't good so, for famous. I wasn't so vain that I left it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you have to cut. Yeah, you know, yeah, you want all those tricks and ponies. You're like, I want to do a wraparound shot and I want a tracking shot and I want a drone shot. Yeah. You're like, oh, I now, want a today, crane today, shot. Today, to do that shot, they just do a long tracking shot through green screen and they do it all in post. Oh, you know, they do that they, now in green screen and then pose? They can, yeah. People are wearing, you know, the special CGI dots all over their faces. And, you know, uh, you just create it all later on, you know. But wow. there's something still magical about real filmmaking, you know. Yeah, that's why I love, like, you know, I just, I hold my hat up to the, you know, the pioneers, the originals, the people from the black and white film days with on film on a film which was so expensive and now everything's green screen post you know yada 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 magical so and leave it to the editors and post and special effects but just you know something that if those directors that were able to do these you know amazing film shots that we all love yeah. just gone they're stunning yeah and but they but like another you said, great another great shot you're reminding me right now is in casablanca when uh the when rick first sees ilsa and the, the camera just zooms onto his face and he just sort of his lip quivers slightly his jaw maybe clenches for a millisecond but you get all the emotion right there in that one shot pretty amazing yeah and just you're you're uh, you know you could tell like ah, i can't wait to see your film because uh anyone that loves films like this and loves shots like that you know <laughs> they're going to be an incredible director incredible storyteller you know and <laughs> So I want to ask you, so so we've talked about directors and film shots. So where did you grow up in, you know, how did you start your path to your career? Yeah. Well, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, as I mentioned before. I went to NYU uh, to School of the Arts, and I was studying acting at the time. Uh, uh, I came out to Los Angeles right after graduation, and uh, I pursued an acting career. Uh, and just doors, you know, certain doors open, certain doors close, and voiceover seemed to be 
a path I just kept getting hired for. I just kept following the money pretty much, Marilyn. <laughs> and and I, I went through that door for voiceover and writing and comedy. I was doing a lot of improv comedy with a lot of the people you know from TV's Whose Line Is It Anyway? And uh, I was just, uh, I, I got a job uh, at NFL Films doing this crazy thing where we would take away all the sound and put in a new comedy soundtrack replacing what the players did. And uh, it was a real success for NFL Films and that's where I won the Emmy Award. And then Fox Kids saw all that stuff we were doing and they were like, you know, we've got these Japanese cartoons. Can you do the same thing here? And that became Digimon and led to a big anime career. And But the funny thing is, all I really wanted to do was write and direct independent movies, pretty much. You know, uh, I wanted to be sort of an Albert Brooks type, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and just my career just kept going on for like 50 years like this, not 50, I'm only 54, but, uh, you know, it went on for 25 years and then, uh, you know, suddenly I got very sick. I'm not going to bring the room down because obviously I'm fine. You can hear the bounce in my step in my voice, but, uh, I, I had a brain tumor. I write about it a lot on my blog. You can find it all later if you want, but I survived the brain tumor and I, I was just tired of asking for permission anymore to make movies. I was just done asking for money from a studio or, you know, an attachment from a director or an actor, an A-list actor. I, I just was like, I don't care if it's a big movie. I'm just going to make a movie. And I did. And, uh, you know, I made it on a shoestring budget, but I got an international distribution deal. So how bad could it be? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so famish is um. Where can can our audience um look? It's on it's it's on video on demand. Really everywhere. Wherever you rent a movie, you know Amazon. If you rent a movie from iTunes or Amazon, uh, Amazon uh, Apple TV, or whatever PlayStation is doing very well on PlayStation because I have so many anime fans. It, it's really everywhere, and people people can just go to jeffnimoy.com for everything. All my information's there. Famous. All all roads lead from jeffnemoy.com. Oh, that's great. And so what I want we, we just gotta tell people you um the anime community knows you for the popular character Wolfwood from the animated that's series right. Trigan. Can you give us a little um Wolfwood? Yeah. Well, actually, Wolfwood is actually my own voice. You're you're lucky, you know. I, I know you're not a big anime fan, obviously, but Wolfwood sounds like me. Uh, it's on Hulu, actually, right now, if anyone wants to watch, as well as Digimon, which is the show I'm most famous for. Uh, I was the writer, director, producer. I wrote and directed the movie, um, and I played Tentoman, Tentoman, Digivolve to Filmatic Man. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is so cute. Oh, my gosh. He's got to meet Lady Twizzleton from Enchanting Book Readings Podcast. Oh, my gosh. That is so cute. No, I love anime. I even have a Facebook page for anime. So uh, I'm just, just you know, I've been doing like five podcasts, writer, director, producer. I'm a one, you know, doing a lot. Like yeah. when, when it rains, it pours in Hollywood. Like there's nothing and then there's a lot of stuff. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I love cartoons. I love doing voiceovers. You know, I, I'm, I'm, but you're like the real deal working. I mean, you <laughs> 
I, you I do have, have a great voice. I want to tell you that. Oh, thanks. Well, the kids love it. And like, you know, I, I started doing these little cartoon characters. Um, I thought I was yeah. alone, going to die in COVID alone. Probably rats would, <laughs> rats would eat me because I'm by myself. And I just started to entertain myself, make a little mini cartoons. And I, I had no idea anyone would listen to it. And every week it'd be like, number one in USA, Australia, Canada, uh, Japan, Korea, number three in Italy. That's my hometown. So I kept reading to the kids because I knew the kids were depressed and it was important. So I just kept on writing, directing, producing, voiceover, acting. And it would take 15 hours to dig, to do make to make one episode. So it's a lot of work because everyone's like, I want to do that. It's yeah. a lot of work. A lot of work. But yeah. Speaking of, we gotta I've... get to something else that you do. You do some several other popular Cartoon Network series, including Naruto and Bleach. Um <laughs> and uh you adopted Stitch, the new adventures of Stitch from Lilo and Stitch for Disney Channel, right? Oh boy. Yeah, I have to I have to learn a whole language to write for <laughs> Stitch. A whole language. Can you give us a little well, bit Stitch. of that? Well, I don't do Stitch as an impersonation, thank goodness. But you know, when when Stitch was talking, it wasn't just some um, improvisation by the actor. In this case, Ben Diskin, uh, he had lines that we wrote for him, and they meant something to Stitch. <laughs> and we, and uh, we also wrote in parentheses what they meant, what he was supposed to be saying. Ah, yeah, because um, I remember David Boxerbaum. I don't know if you know him, but he's now a big agent, a literary agent. But um, I have, like, uh, yeah, I had a Zigu fairy tales do come true, which is at Amazon. He's like, wow, you're so creative. Yeah, this this movie just came out. Kind of reminds me of your script. And I go, well, one day Disney will call me. One day somebody will call me. In the meantime, I see other people just working and cheering them on because, you know, we enjoy stuff when I have a time to watch anything. But I want to get also... You also produce and direct a web video for audible.com starring one of my favorite comedy people, Billy Crystal, to promote Yeah, that was Billy. Yeah, to promote his his uh his autobiography. Um still still fooling him it's called. Oh. And, and uh it was great. I mean, I got to direct Billy Crystal, you know, pinch me. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm going to pinch you little crap hands, a SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say I was nervous, but I was anxious for sure. I was, I am a huge fan. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're someone's boss, though, you can't sort of gush all over them. You know what I mean? There's a protocol to Hollywood sometimes. And I, he just never really, he was very professional and friendly, but not, you know, like, hey, let's come over for dinner. But, uh, <laughs> um, like Italian dog, come on, come and eat, have some coffee, some yeah, espresso. We talked we talk, we talk baseball and pizza most of the time. So, baseball which is what, and which is pizza. What, which is what I would talk about with anybody, really. Oh, so <laughs> who's your baseball team? <laughs> I'm a New York Mets fan. New York Mets all the way. So who is, are we even in baseball season? Because I'm a girl. Like, I mean, uh, um, it's, it's coming up. It's coming up. So woohoo. Oh, we have the um Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers. I do know that. I do know Los Angeles yeah. Dodgers we have. So um, Judges? Ding! Yes. Dodgers, correct. <laughs> yeah. We have a second team here in Southern California. For 10 points, can you name it? Oh god. Uh, uh Angels? Ding, 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 
I, I, I've, been, I've been in my little like cubby hole uh, the whole time, except for walking my dog to the park, my husky. But um, so, yeah, so we have to ask you more, a little bit more. You, Jeff, you produced a series of TV and web commercials for Walmart's Holiday Hub campaign starring Anthony Anderson and Melissa Joan Hart. Aww. Yeah. You know, we don't have to go through my entire resume. Like, yes, we do. Yes, we lot, do. A lot of different things. Now we've gone from animes to sports to uh, pizza commercials. You know, to uh, web series, web commercials. And uh, what's next? What did I? What else? What else have I done? Film, TV. Yeah. Well, I'm are a, you developing a pilot, a TV pilot? So, what if you? What um during college? I am right now. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a psychic like that. You know, into <laughs> intuition. <laughs> so, so you're developing uh, a TV uh, a TV sitcom. Is it going to be comedy? What genre? It's it's actually uh, an original anime series. Uh, would be one of the few American anime film uh, series. Um, That's right. Anime. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be also a manga at the same time, which is a Japanese comic book, you know. And it's going to be a whole, you know, we're launching a franchise. It's a lot of work, so. Oh, that's it's, it's a lot. What, what is it based yeah. off a comic book, you said? It's going to be. We're going to launch the whole franchise. Most of these animes that I've worked on, these anime series, they start simultaneously as a comic book and a TV show. And the story sort of runs simultaneously to each other. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, because it's, it's anime is really huge. There, there is, um, can you explain it a little bit for the people that might not be too familiar? Yeah, it's, a, it's just a Japanese style of animation. Uh, uh, the ones that really made it popular over here in the 60s was Speed Racer. Go Speed Racer. Go Speed Racer oh. and Gigantor and Kimba the White Lion. But in recent years, you know, all, uh, all these great films have been um, influenced by anime, like uh, The Matrix and things like this. Um, it, it's just a style of animation that has certain um, things built into it, like a father-son fight you know and all these things that go on and in, in uh in, in the genre you know it's too long of a genre to explain but it's its own thing and there's like anything else there's comedy and there's action and there's sadness and there's happiness and there's everything it's it runs the gambit yes and so you're developing the comic book now right or is the comic book I, it's a comic book anime series simultaneously a television series an animated series Oh, so you're going to make the series and the comic book at the exact same time? Exact same time with the exact same story. Oh, and then where could somebody, like, how do they, you know, get to um, buy a comic book from you? Like, they would just go to Jeff? Oh, oh we're not even at that stage yet. They'll probably oh. buy it where they buy their usual stuff. This isn't going to be self-published. This is going to be on, like, you know, somewhere big. Oh, okay. So but they can keep up with you at Jeff nimoy.com right to see what you're that's working right on. yeah is there any other social media that you want to share or that's just the main one well, like well you can get to everything through there you can get to my facebook page and you can get to twitter and you can get to instagram um uh i'm just you know i'm everywhere i'm not hard to find <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um do you have any funny stories you want to share with us um on anything that you worked on that you you just you know was something just fun and memorable 
well, I almost had a heart attack at the beginning of Famish. Uh, oh, I don't what? Not, not a real heart attack, no, but a production heart attack where um, the first uh, day, the first night we got there to Madison, Wisconsin, where we filmed on location at a live anime convention, uh, it was the biggest flood in Madison, Wisconsin history. Yeah. And, oh, they closed, and they closed the airport as soon as we landed. And all roads were closed. And as soon as we got to the air, the hotel, they closed the street in front of the hotel. So everyone who was in the hotel had to be stuck in the hotel. And people were sleeping in each other's rooms overnight. And the next day, I'm supposed to film at the airport. And I also have like a whole, I have actors coming, you know, more people coming from Los Angeles. And the airport's closed. And sure enough, here comes the morning. The road opens in front of the hotel. And the airport opens as we get there, and my act, my actors land, and we're able to film. It was so, it was so such a miracle, really, you know. Oh wow! Well, I just uh, I want to just remind everyone of the movie because you you had a brain tumor, which is crazy, mm-hmm. like uh, and um something that is like something very difficult to get through, but. Obviously, you got better, and you made your fantastic film. And I just want to, um, so that everyone will go check out your famous film, and it's it's being submitted to festivals. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jeff. You are a spectacular, and special, special person. Thank you so much. It's not it's not being um, submitted to festivals anymore. That's an old press release. Oh, okay. You're taking that from. It's it's available on video demand everywhere right now. Okay, so check it on Amazon and Apple and all the streaming platforms. And just thank you so much for being on the show today, Jeff. You are spectacular and amazing. Thanks, great to be here. Yeah, keep, and, keep watching films, everyone. Yeah, and thank you so much to our beautiful audience for tuning in. Until next week, cheers, stay healthy. And if you've supported the podcast, we really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone.